Charlie, and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzo cracker and the communion wafer, you're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic and Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're going to explore the highs and the lows, the holobread wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets, well, maybe just their descendants, and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. I have the privilege of serving with this next guest at the Women of Merit Conference in Oklahoma, and we had such a great time. And I'm just going to tell you that I have met Erica before, um, and then she stands up and just blows me away. Don't tell anyone, but she was my favorite speaker. And I just was blown away. I was inspired. I was excited. You know how you meet someone who just makes you want to do what you do better? That's what happened. And so I'm going to stop talking. I'm just going to tell you about Erica. But I'm going to let her talk because no one wants to hear this. Erica is a devoted wife. She's a mother. She's a pastor. She's a speaker. She's a business owner. Super excited to tell you about that. She's so committed to serving God's people by teaching on the significance of Bible context and translating it into that practical, everyday application. Thank you. She serves as a youth pastor, senior pastor, alongside her husband at Hebraic Family Fellowship in DFW, that's Dallas-Fort Worth, for those of you from California. <laughs> She's a speaker at Messiah Meetings, Women of Merit, Surge Women's Conference and Texas Tabernacles. One of her favorite things to do is to work with teens at Camp Yeshua and Messiah, Texas and Covenant Youth Camps during the summer. And she's recently accepted a position as a director of youth and young adults for a Messiah, Texas event. Erica considers it an honor that her life actually stands as a testament that God calls women, yes, into leadership roles right alongside the brothers and Messiah, she eagerly anticipates the next steps that God has in store for her journey. Hey, my fellow biblical feminist. Hello, biblical feminists Thanks. unite. <laughs> so excited that you're here. I love, I love having you. What a great time we had. I'm excited that you're going to be at Surge. So if you're listening before June of 2024, please go just type in uh, Surge Messianic Women's Conference and it will pop right up. And right, Erica, you just have, everyone has to be there. Yes. I'm so excited about that. And real quick, before you even move forward, it's so crazy that you said what you said at the beginning, because that's how I felt when I met you in 2022. Was it 2022? Yes. That's literally how, I don't even know if you remember that I went up to you and I was I like, I do. I, I do. Like, well, in, in the store. I'm the learning. Store. I'm so nervous when I get up to speak, like, just give me some words of wisdom. And you gave me the words that got me through that next year. And so I'm so thankful for you. I remember exactly what I said. Yeah. I said, when before you go on, you just pray, bless them, mm -hmm. bless them, bless them, bless them. And it just changes your perspective. And you just, 
the power behind your confidence in who you are in Messiah, who he's created you and called you to be. I am just re that the, when I'm asking the Lord, is this the, really the direction you want me to go? And when you stood up and you're just like, just giving empowering women in leadership, I was so excited. And because it was like, yes, it's time. It's time for us to rise up together. Um, as, as one men and women, let's serve and do what we're called to be right. And in, in all that, and all that, whatever that means. Yeah, absolutely. Very exciting. So tell me, how did you get into this whole, tell me your story, the testimony, how did you go come into this, uh, Torah movement? How did you come in finding Messiah in this, the whole Bible believer? Yeah. So in 2015, I was a single mom. I had been a um, believer for only three years. You know, I was raised Catholic. We were kind of just that, you know, Christmas, Easter, only the twice a year kind of family. And then my uh, my mom remarried and um, he was a born again Christian as that first first born again Christian that we knew. Right. And so we started attending like non-denominational churches and all throughout my teen years. And I didn't really understand it all. We were just kind of all going. And, um, but there were some seeds that were planted. And so then in 2012, um, my then husband, high school sweetheart, we had a four and five-year-old, um, decided that he no longer wanted to be with me. And so we went through that. I was devastated because my identity was found in that relationship rather than in God, you know, and so I went through this whole transformative journey, gave my life to Christ. And so my, one of my worst things that happened to me became the best thing that happened to me because my identity in Christ is who I was created to be. And so, um, I was just so on fire for God. And so I'm like in the Bible every single day and eight hours a day, I'm listening to sermons and I'm, I'm working, but I'm listening to the sermons and my headphones. And I just wanted to know him more. I wanted to get to know him more. I wanted to get to know who he was and why he loved me and all these things, but I knew that he loved me. And so I'm also a single mom at this point. And I go on to, it was christianchat.com. And it was like these chat sites where you could go on and do like fellowship and like Bible study, because here I am working, you know, an eight to five every single day, raising my kids, putting them to bed. And so I'm at home alone, like, okay, what do I do now? Like, <laughs> Who do I talk to? How do I get involved with people? And so I'm on this Christian chat site and I develop these friendships from across the country with people. This is before I was even ever on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook that long. Um, I was <laughs> behind the trend on that. And so I'm there and they used to have these Bible studies. And one of the main topics was law versus grace, as if they don't go together, right? And so um, there were these group of people that were pro-law, they were pro-Torah, but the way they presented it and the fruit that they showed in those discussions, those debates, was so beautiful that I was like, they're onto something. Because these other people who are just trying to drag, like they, it was really a huge contrast between how they were just saying, this is why I believe what I believe, and this is what it says here and here, and they weren't being like Torah terrorists, they were just just giving a, 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 an explanation for why they believed what they believed. And so I became friends with some of these people and, and they never tried to convert me. They never tried to convince me. We just did life together and we would pray together and we do Bible study together. And then those questions started popping up for me. 
Like, why do you do this? Why Mm. don't you do this? And so we'd have these conversations and slowly but surely the Lord started convicting me of, hey, why don't you look into this? My Sabbath is for you. You know, it's, it's for you. And so I started looking into all of that. And then it just, you know, I started watching all these different teachings and, and learning and growing and I was convinced. And so that's, you know, it's, it's funny because I got to skip the Torah terrorist phase and that always surprises people. <laughs> because- I'm like, yeah, you didn't go. It doesn't sound like you went straight into like, I mean, I ran into my family's house on Easter. Jesus would never eat that. Like I just went like crazy psycho Zionist or something. I was such a terrorist. And yeah. 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 Thank I, you, I Lord, for changing. There was still some heartache there, you know, here and there when I would tell my family, hey, I'm not gonna do this, or hey, I don't want to go out and do this, but why don't we do this? And that kind of stuff. And so there was some there was some heartache and there were some some discussions that were had, but it was always um me telling them this is why I believe what I believe and not you need to do this too, because this is where I'm at. And I need you to be where I'm at, you know? So and I think good. there's a difference there. So good, Erica. How old were your sons when, when, when you, when you went so through this? My son um, was about eight and my daughter was nine. Okay. So they were about eight and nine. So yeah. So funny story there. One of the funny stories of when kind of the early learning. It's messy. Yeah. Here we go. We're going into the messy. Yes. Let's do it. All these different things. And so remember, they still have, they still have a dad who's very much involved in their life. I've, I've always been a very big advocate of that's their father and I'm never going to disrespect their father. I'm never going to let them disrespect their father. Like we are a team, whether we like it or not. Right. And so, um, it was always, you know, they still did all the things that we, that I stopped doing in my house. Like they still did Christmas and they still ate, you know, pork. They're, you know, Hispanic families. We have lots of pork dishes. And so I never made them feel guilty for partaking. It was always something like, Hey, this is why we do this over here, but you don't worry about that right now. Like you're, you're going to develop. And so now that they're teenagers, that's of course the choice that they're making on their own. Um, and they're able to stand up for themselves, you know, saying, oh, I don't want to eat that. I'm going to eat this. Uh, but we always had that. So anyways, they're in school. And I think my son was maybe nine years old. And so he comes home and he's like, mom, I am starving. I'm so hungry. And I'm like, well, why didn't you eat lunch, honey? And he's like, because they were serving hamburgers. And I was like, well, honey, you can eat hamburgers, he goes, but it has ham in it. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. That just reminded me of the story that when my daughter would go to her dad's house, same thing, but she was, she was six and she'd go to her dad's house. And again, they, you know, and she would, her grandmother would be like, you know, I mean, amazing family, such an amazing family. And they would be like, no, Jesus died. So you don't have to deal with that anymore. And she was like, listen, grandma, if I can say no to pepperoni pizza, I'll be able to say no to drugs. (laughs) That's so funny. It was just so cute and it was so touching that he was trying his best, even though I yeah. never made those hard lines. Like I was never like, look, you don't need to do this because it's blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just God revealed it to me in his own time. He showed me plenty of grace and patience and I expect him again to do the same with my kids. Like, and that's kind of how we should do it with everyone. <laughs> Oops, say that again. Yeah. Say, yeah, we... We get to be the light on the hill. It doesn't seem we're not the jackhammer in the streets. You know, we are supposed to be the one who's people are like, 
whoa, what do you have? I want what you have. Yeah. You know, we have to, we're not like we see uh, Yeshua was at the well and he wasn't saying you're, you're celebrating at the wrong time and you're going to the wrong place. None of that was even brought up. Right. None of it was brought up. Right. Yeah. Any other times when it kind of got a little messy for you? Um, you know, that's, I, I always get to say like, I skipped the Torah terrorist phase, but at the same time, here I am going through my women in ministry phase. And I feel like now the, the terrorist might be coming out a little bit more. And so I'm having to like tame it down. And it's like a fine line between, okay, I know that part of my calling is to be a woman in leader in leadership and in ministry and kind of just lead by example and just serve and let other people worry about how I'm serving. For some reason, they worry so much about how I'm serving God, but whatever. Um, but, and also like keeping my mouth closed because even though I, I have something to say about that. I don't need to say something about that. And so I'm kind of learning. That Boy, isn't that a lesson, <laughs> right? My, I'm literally, Erica, this year, the Holy One told me, say less. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's why I've waited so long to like put forth something that's been on my heart for the past year. Um, this big ministry project that I kind of told you about earlier, that's kind of like still hush hush, because I wanted to make sure that it was from God and not just me in my mm -hmm. zeal and my passion, because we all get in that place of zeal and passion. We want everyone to know what we know. We want them to understand and if they just got it like we did. Right. 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 And it, it, it's usually with good intentions because we're so excited and so passionate on about it. And we really have to let the Holy spirit lead us in all truth and let him do the same for them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's exciting. So, so coming up new for you, would you just tell us before we go on our speed round, tell us a little bit about your business venture and how people can find it. Why is it so exciting? Yeah, absolutely. So in 2020, my husband and I were sitting on the couch and we're like, we're tired of our jobs. Like, what can we do to go into business for like for ourselves? And like, he brought up this idea of screen printing t-shirts. He's like, we could make so many shirts for like our, you know, our, particular walk and like about the Sabbath and these kinds of things. And, and he looked at the, um, the prices for like screen printing press and like a dryer and a conveyor unit, all these different things. And I was like, well, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> and so we kind of just put it on the shelf for a little bit. And then a few months later, we kind of revisited it and we were like, well, what if we go about it this way? And we started kind of talking about it. And so from all of that, came grafted in designs um we started in our garage at home and we had a small little screen printing press and we started just kind of learning on youtube how to like do screen printing and how to make shirts and designs and all these different things and kind of helped me with my creative outlet because i've always had this kind of creative side that i didn't really know what to do with and i've started craft project after craft project after craft project <laughs> so many times and um we started just kind of working together from from our garage. And over this last two years, it has taken over our entire first floor of our house, our dining room. I haven't, I hadn't been to my dining room for over a year um, because I had embroidery machines and heat presses and all these storage for all the inventory and my garage. I hadn't parked in my garage for over a year because same thing. I had all this inventory. I had all the units, all the equipment. And then we got a laser engraver. And so all these things started expanding, grafted in, started expanding. I came to a point in my job where I was just not like I was more ministry minded than corporate minded at that point. And mm -hmm. so in May of this year, I made the huge leap of faith of quitting my corporate job 
and going full-time in the business and, and in ministry. And so um, we opened up a storefront just a month ago to the public here in our little color community in Texas. And it has been such a blessing. I mean, we have people coming in just for prayer. Like the things that we wanted to do to just be, to serve the community and to be a ministry and a light to the community is actually happening. Like people come in and they ask so many different questions because we have our line of shirts and then we also have different things that they can, they can pick out a charcuterie board, olive wood and resin from Italy. Like they can choose all these things. We can customize it on the spot. They have a custom gift and it's kind of like your one-stop gift shop. And so um, we also have our line and so they'll see like Yeshua or they'll see Yodhe on a hat and they'll be like, what is that? What does that mean? Oh, is that God's name? And so it'll start conversations. I have a customer that comes in and she just loves talking theology and it's, it's my favorite thing to do. I think the biggest compliment that I've received is a lady walked in and she goes, whoa, I can just feel the Holy Spirit's presence in here. And I was oh. like, praise God. <laughs> like, Praise God. Best day ever. Yeah. That was amazing to hear. Yeah. So I had the privilege of seeing the, someone got the board that I wanted and <laughs> I'm not still mad about it. So I need to go on your website and order one. So they have the most beautiful inlaid, it's not a stone. It's a beautiful resin, right? It's like a yeah, beautiful color. It looks like a water, it looks resin. like water, olive wood and resin. And it looks like a water Yes. Stream of, oh, it's just beautiful. So please everyone go, it's give it, give it the, the name of your uh, site. It's graftedin.com. Yeah. So graftedindesigns.com is our website. And then all the social media outlets is at graftedindesigns. Same thing with Etsy. Um, Etsy is actually where we post most of our boards because the inventory changes okay. so often. Perfect. Yeah. It just, it's flying off. The, I mean, trust me, I went to an event and it, what I wanted, I should have got it right then because I went back like not like five minutes later and it was gone. Right. Done. And I'm like, well, that happened. And so also, so I go in there, grab it while it's hot or custom design something. We're going to hop in to get to know you a little bit better, Erica, hop into our speed round. And I want to know what is something that you have totally useless that you still have memorized? Um, you know, it's useless, but maybe it's not because I use it a little bit more than I think I should have. Have you ever heard of the 50 nifty? It's a song. Okay. It's a song that we learned in elementary school and it's literally the 50 nifty states. (laughs) And so anytime I'm like, wait, which is there's, there's a V there's a V state, Virginia, Vermont. And so it's literally in alphabetized. So it's alphabetical order. Alabama, okay. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. I could tell this. I'm not going to do it, but I can do the whole thing. <laughs> All 50. Okay. The 50, 50. the 50, 50. Okay. That, yeah. I, mine was like, every good boy does fine or, but I just kind of use, you know, in music or the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. It's like the, or God, way too many 1980s songs. So if you could see, if you could see a movie for the first time again, what movie would you think it would be? Probably The Passion of the Christ. I remember sitting on the couch watching that um, and don't judge me, but my kids were like four and five when we first, like I had just become a Christian. Like I had just, and so we went from a radically different, like they were watching horror movies the week before. And so when I thought about the passion of the Christ, I was thinking this can't be any worse than that. And my son actually gave his life to the Lord after watching that movie. Like, wow. Clear. Yeah. And so that was just a, it was a pivotal moment for us. 
powerful. That was a powerful, powerful movie. Um, so on a scale of one to five, five being off the charts, how adventurous are you? Oh, you know, I'd say, I'd say 4.5. Okay. okay. What, what keeps you from five? What you, being a mom? Is it the being a mom? Are you a little bit like? Sometimes I think I'm just a little bit too practical. Like I'm like, because here's the thing, my husband and Matt Napper, you had him on the show as well. They went skydiving a couple of months ago and I was going to go. And then I'm like, you know what? That's, that's a lot of, like, I'm just practical. Like I'm, that's a lot of money. Like, mm, I'll wait. <laughs> That's funny because I would have thought you'd have been like, well, you know, both parents at the same time, maybe one of us should stay, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I feel you. I'm the same way. I'm like, do I really want to spend the money on this? Okay. Yeah. So are you an elevator or stairs person? Oh, elevator for sure. (laughs) Do you follow directions or do you just improvise and do it your own way? Directions. I'm a rule follower. Now you've probably listened to Matt. So now I'm going to ask you M&Ms by the handful. Or one by one. Oh, goodness. I was actually worried you were going to ask this question because Matt's got nothing on me. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So to I actually, it's one at a time. It's let it sit in your mouth for a second. Slightly break the outer shell of candy. Eat that first and then chew the rest. Same. Wow. Same. One at a time. Same thing. Let it, I go, There's a process. Yes. There's certain times when I'm stressed that I will like bite and I'll take off the outside Same. first. Same. It's a mood thing. And wow. I'm, I might do it by color and I'll eat the one that's like less for, I don't know. Anyways, there might be, it depends on my stress or anxiety level on yeah. how I divide well, it up. They, they all taste the same except the brown one. I just don't like the brown one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not colorful enough, I guess. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so I think this is funny hearing how everyone, you kind of hear everybody's little OCD nature and see, and then I hear it, people are like, no, you can't do the red ones because they're not clean. Biblically clean. And, oh, okay. goodness. <laughs> what is something you really want to like, but seeing it, you just don't like it. You try, you want to like it, but you just don't like it. Oh, you know, if, if the biblical feminist comment doesn't get you enough bad engagement, then which bad engagement is still engagement. So, you know, um, then this might. So I'm not a sentimental person. Okay. I am very practical, like to a fault. And so everyone always wants to go to Israel. I just personally have not ever really had a desire to. (laughs) Yay for you. Good for you for being safe, stepping out there. I yeah. love you for that. And I will just say nothing you can say. With this week, uh, I've blown up my engagement on everyone freaking out that Leilani talked about teaching your children how to fast. Oh. And I love that everyone is making comments about it and they didn't listen to the podcast because she was saying they, they fast a color. They won't oh. eat red food that day, or they won't eat white food that day, or that they fast colored foods, or they'll fast their games, or they'll fast their, how she was teaching them the importance of fasting and stuff. And right. all they saw was, you know, people going into their terrorist moment about how horrible children, we are. Yeah. Children shouldn't be fasting. And I was like, well, hey, engagement's engagement. Keep on. Come on. Hey, right. You I know, mean, yeah. Hey, why don't you share this podcast and tell us how much you don't agree with them? Like <laughs> Exactly. Go ahead, share it. Hopefully they'll all listen and they're gonna see how beautiful she is and what a sweet, sweet heart she has. Hopefully they go and devour her content because she's such an amazing mom and, and homeschooler and yeah, it's too funny. She's a a, a, a 
special needs child and just so, so, so gifted in that area. So that's really funny to me that of all the people on this planet that would never hurt a child, it's Leilani. So I love, and I love that you and you said, I'm not very sentimental. We're just like too, I tell everyone just, if we're friends, you have to know, please and thank you are implied. So I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to put all the emojis. I'm just going to say, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to get done. Thank you. Bye. And then if I say thank you, it's, I don't even know how that got in there, but maybe auto correct. I don't know. (laughs) So I appreciate you for that. Okay. Where's your favorite, favorite, favorite vacation spot? Oh, the beach. I could sit there and beach the waves all day. Usually Florida coast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where, Where in Florida? Do you have a specific spot? So I've been to a couple of different places. Um, you know, for, it depends on when the tide's in and all that kind of stuff. But like when mm-hmm. I went to, I think it was Fort Lauderdale, maybe. It's been a few years. The sands were white. The water Ooh. was so clear. And mm. just hearing that crashing of the, the waves is just, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really nice. I grew up in San Diego, so I was a little desensitized to mm-hmm. the beach, and I've been away long enough now that I'm enjoying it more and more. Yeah. So tell me, who are your favorite teachers now? Who's feeding Erica right now? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, one of one of both my husbands and my mentors are, I mean, Matt Knapper, he's, we, we love listening to him on, on Sabbath before we go and, and serve at our church. Um, always Vanderels. I've been a big Vanderels um, follower, I guess, however you say that. I've been listening to him for years. I mean, from like the first moment I came into Torah. And so that was pretty cool getting to do Messiah meetings with him. Um, And then Tyler, I learned a lot from Tyler Don Rosenquist. Um, But then also- And her scholarship is chef's kiss. But then there's also like, like the people like in uh, like Christian scholarship, like Carmen Imes and um, just- a whole bunch of other Craig Keener and then that kind of stuff. Like I love just devouring all their content. And I actually love, I was listening to Ryan White's interview today and I was like, yes, I get it. Listening to like different points of view that are go against the grain, right? Like listening to liberal theologians, like they have such a different perspective. Like I enjoy looking at why my beliefs could be wrong. I enjoy looking at that. I I enjoy challenging myself and being like, oh, that's why they see it that way. Huh? Oh my goodness. You know what, Erica, I just interviewed this morning and it, uh, we, I interviewed Grant Luton and he was saying, if your identity has to be in Messiah, not in your theology. Mm-hmm. So if you're married to your theology and someone challenges it, it's going to rile you up and you're just going to be like, but yeah. my identity and, and your love is in Messiah. When they come against that, it's not going to bother you. You're going to be like, tell me more about that. If they come against your Messiah, if they come against Jesus, you're going to be like, wait, now we're fighting. Right. But when you're just, when you're so tied into this theology, that's when you see those people. This is the name. This is the this. This is the this. They're they're grounded in the wrong thing. Yeah. Truly, truly they're grounded in the wrong thing. So, yeah. Love you for that. That's those are so good. I I share this almost every single time. I have just gotten everywhere I go now. I share this, and someone's gonna fire me from something. But I uh, have been listening. I have been listening to a Catholic app, and I, it's called Pray As You Go. And um, I have been, have a really hard time with prayer. Struggle with it. 
because I'm fully have prayer ADD. I start praying and then I just, I'm distracted by anything. And so it's very difficult for me to sit and pray. And so I had been really struggling with that and for, and God knew that. And so he sent someone who I met at a church that I visited, uh, an evangelical church. And I became friends. We got there and I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. This is totally crazy. And they, they ended up talking about the chiastic structure of the book of Esther. Like, and mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. And I met, I met the teacher's wife. She's, he's one of the pastors. And she and I have become very, very good friends. And she's the one who shared this app with me. And I'm like, I turned it on and it was like, this is the 14th day of the saint. And I'm like, what in the what? And, and God is just like, stay, stay. It's like my, my dog's wait, stay. And then they started, they'll read, the, they'll do a song, then they'll read a scripture. It's all over. It depends on, on it's new, old. And then they'll ask you to, it's very immersive to think about this. And then they'll play some music so you can kind of meditate on it. And they'll give you some meditation cues. And then they reread it again and say, now let's read it again. How do you feel about it now? And read it again. And then they'll read the scripture again. It's about 12 minutes long every day. Today's was about um, when, when Herod had the children killed, mm-hmm. when he, and he, they read the scripture and she said, he, she was like, sit in this. What is this story feeling like to you? What does this news feel like? And I'm comparing it to what's happening now and how extreme. Can you even possibly imagine a king slaughtering all children under two? If it was someone I knew and have I heard this story every for a million, I mean, how many times? But for some reason, today, immersive, sitting in it, sit in this. What does it feel like? You're hearing the women, these Rachel cries for their mm-hmm. children and they can't be consoled. You're hearing it. You're feeling it. Sit in it. And it's so beautifully immersive. But it's something other people would be like, I can't believe that's too Egyptian. You can't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have to check that out. That's actually, that's really interesting. One of my favorite series was actually... Um, Vanderell's did a series um, uh, from the perspective of the bad guy and on the biblical stories. Mm. So goodness gracious, like if we could all have that kind of compassion and trying to understand it from from the bad guy's perspective, like sister, wow, can you yeah. imagine? Yeah, we're going to talk all night. I can tell already. Uh, <laughs> lately, I will just I'll tell you this last story is that lately I had a a person who I thought this person is cray cray. Like I'm watching them literally disintegrate on social media. And I'm like, what is going on with this person? So I'm talking to God about it. Like you, we, you've got, you know, this person is anointed. They've got, look what's happening. And he said, stop until your heart is broken for them. Yeah. You can't pray to me for them. I want, you need to be broken for them. And it just, I was like, Mm. until you're willing to step in front of a train for them, you are so broken and hurt watching them in wounded something's going on with them they're wounded yeah instead of coming to me all pompous oh he was like until you're broken for them yeah and real quick so i have something too that 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 just sparked up something that happened just this past week you know there's there's a lot of women's like tour observant christian groups and this kind of stuff and and there was a post from a woman who was obviously hurting she was angry at god why are bad things happen to me? Nothing different from what David has done in many of the Psalms. And guess what? <laughs> God can handle that. Yeah. But not even a day later, you have another person come up and say, 
you should never do that to God. That was horrible. You shouldn't have ever questioned God. You can't talk to him like that. That's so disrespectful. It's a slap in his face. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Stop shitting all over people. Stop shitting on them. Stop it. We've got to stop that. That hurts people. People are already hurting. We need to be their support. We do not need to be rebuking them while they're down. Like that's something that breaks my heart. Oh, that's good. Would you say, would you say a prayer for everyone? Um, and let's pray us out and thank you again for coming again. Please, please, please. You want to go to graft grafted in designs Yes. in all the places you can find it. I will put it in the show notes, but I want you to go and stalk her and you guys blow (laughs) out their shop because that's how we need to support one another. Right. Um, go in there and just blow it up people giving their lives for the ministry. Not only is the workman worthy of their hire, these are ministers. They're working in Levitical roles with children and helping develop. Please go in there and support them and buy all the things for all the people. Like just blow it out. So they're they're out of things and they're freaking out. Could you do that? Yes. Go ahead, Erica. Pray. (laughs) Father, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you for the ability to even come together in this manner to where we can reach other people and that we can fellowship with each other and we can ultimately just glorify you with all of our gifts and with all of our praises and all of our testimonies. Father, I thank you for everything that Charlie's doing. I pray that you guide her steps going forward. I pray that every person who hears this podcast would just be blessed by it, would be uh, able to learn and grow and would be able to move forward um, not in that Torah terrorist mode, but in that love and grace and compassion that you have put in us and that you've demonstrated for us. We love you. We thank you. We bless you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen. And that's a wrap on another Messiantics adventure, my fellow spiritual adventurers. From splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps, we've truly experienced the full spectrum of Messianic marvels and Torah tales. Remember folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guest who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we just beat folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.